millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hello, hello, everybody. You are in for such a treat today because we have Dylan Mulvaney, which is one of my favorite TikTok creators. She's an actress. She does it all. Um, her series, Days of Girlhood, that she documented her transition on TikTok went viral. So that's probably where you might have heard her. Um, just a gem, great human, all the above. I truly enjoy learning her story and just how she got into acting and everything in between. So if you are wanting to know about how to become a TikToker, what's it like acting, what's behind the scenes of going into a content creation, how do you fight burnout, all the above, then you're definitely going to want to tune in because Dylan and I basically are just hanging out and you all are hearing the inside conversation because this this interview was truly a party. So grab a seat, grab a snack and tune in. Dylan, welcome to our show. We're so happy to have you. Hi, Colin. Long time no see. What was it like? Like June? I, <laughs> I guess that was when our last like official catch up was. Like, uh, it's been too long. And so funny. So funny story. You were also at the Forbes Creator Summit thing, and so was I. But we were on opposite sides of the room, and I saw a video that Dixie posted, and I was like, "She's here." I missed her, and like. We were Wait, literally on the Dixie side. posted posted a there video. Was like, yeah, or or was it you? Like, what oh, you I most I probably posted. I was gonna say I was like, wait, I'm Dixie <laughs> like, Did she post like, a video when? of me? No, like, I posted a video with Dixie. Um, yeah. And but that's I mean I guess we were two ships passing in the in the night, and now oh, we were meant to be together today. I, I was like, I saw that, and I was like, there were so many people there. I was like. That I didn't even know who were there. That room was packed. There were some people It was there. packed. There were so many, like, TikTok people that... I thought it was funny, too, that, like, we were all, like, in one room. Because I think that's the craziest part about the internet is feeling like sometimes these people aren't real. And then you actually see them in person. You're like, oh, wait, you're, like, an actual human being. You're like, wait, you're... That's, <laughs> that's, how, I fe- how, that's I how I felt about the D'Amelio sisters. I was like, these women just exist behind my phone and then actually getting to, and I just assumed that they hadn't seen my content before because our stuff is so different. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't really do a lot of the dances and, you know, Dixie's into music, Charlie's doing dancing. And then I walked up to them and they were like, Oh my God, our favorite girl. And I was like, what? you've made it. You're done. You've made so it. So that was, that was a very exciting moment. And yes, that was the start of my New York Fashion Week. Oh my goodness. And I I did not, I think that was probably the peak and it all sort of, by the end of it, I was a shell of a human being. Honestly, like, I, I, I'm speechless. I can't even, we're going to get into that. Like, I need we're to getting back. into all I'm of getting it. overwhelmed. I'm getting overwhelmed. Okay. Rewinding back. Like you've, you're just an icon in itself. Like, 
how did you like get into like content creating and like love of entertaining and acting and like you do you're, you're, you do it all well like, I came out of the womb tap dancing in a bedazzled <laughs> onesie Colin I I've always been a little performer and it's it's just changed sort of uh you know my my stage has changed over the years right now it's TikTok uh, I started dance class when I was three years old and I was the only boy at that time um, at the dance studio with like 300 little girls. And, and I, I started doing musical theater and then started doing it professionally and auditioning in L.A. And, and then went to school for musical theater, which, you know, singing, dancing, acting, Broadway baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Booked my first Broadway musical with Book of Mormon, the tour. Um, and we did that for about a year until the pandemic hit. And then I was forced back home to live with my family. Uh, and I, I kind of had to find a new way to reach people and to connect. And I, I tried a few different things out. I, I did stand up comedy for about a year and that, you know, it's fun, but God, you're driving all over the place to get maybe five minutes with people that don't even necessarily want to listen to what you're saying. <laughs> and now on TikTok, like I can tell the same jokes and like get millions of people to like listen to it. Um, so, you know, we'll see if I ever get back on the comedy stage. But I think the through line of how I got to where I am now with all the TikTok success was not really having... A, a place to share my talent or, you know, share my story. And honestly, if the pandemic hadn't happened, I probably wouldn't be making content. I probably would just be on a stage singing and dancing somewhere and being just content with that. But I know that everything happens for a reason. And I know that the pandemic was a really big piece of me finding my gender identity. And so for that, I'm grateful. And I feel like just I feel like the pandemic was like a cultural reset for so many of us. It helped us like I was in the same boat where I was like very like, oh, I I like doing this. And I like doing it. it made me just come out of my comfort zone a lot more like when it came to like trying new things mm-hmm. and like doing like I probably wouldn't have like we wouldn't be here with you right now if I if the pandemic didn't happen. Like there's so many things that I feel like the pandemic had us all just kind of do a soul searching and realize like, you know, what like am I really doing what I'm passionate about? Am I really putting my most authentic self forward? Is this really what I want to be doing? It just really gave us that pause that a lot of us needed to just reset and like look in and see if we were doing what we really wanted to do. Right. I didn't really like know who I was truthfully. And I always, I know I've always been fun. I've always been a really good friend. I've always tried to make people smile, but I didn't have a full grasp of like, asking myself those hard questions. And we were kind of forced to sit with ourselves, a lot of us. Um, and, and, you know, I was single for the entirety of the pandemic, still am. And, <laughs> and that was a great opportunity too to like not lean on someone else. You know, it was, it was just in a lot of ways, it felt very isolating. Um, but we found, you know, positives from that. Yeah. Like, uh, like, I feel like, I don't know about you, but I had like a full like 2000s reset where I feel like I fully became like the teen 2000s character that I always wanted to be like the clock stoppers type actor. Like, I don't know, like, I feel like it, we all joked and it was like, oh, like it was never a phase. Like we're all going back to our 2000s emo phases. They're real. Yeah. It, well, especially the fact that like, I mean, like I was living at home with my family when I never thought that I would ever live there again. And trying to, you know, transition with my family as an adult was, like, very wild. Um, I love them dearly. And I think right now what's crazy for them is, like, seeing the world kind of, like, claim me as their own. Like, it was uh, really funny. Do you know who Mama Tot is on on TikTok? Is is she the Southern mom? Yes. Oh, I love her. Yeah, Shoe Lover 89 or something. Yes, Shoe Lover. So she recently made a video about one of my haters and she said, um, you know, you don't come for our Dylan. She is our Dylan. And my dad watched that video and was like, wait, no, you're, you're my Dylan. You're, 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 you're not their Dylan. You're my Dylan. And, and it was kind of funny. Cause like, I was like, dad, you're going to have to share me with like 8 million people. Um, and but so that was very sweet and and we've really grown with each other and i i think we as kids are always put in a parent's life for a specific reason to teach them something 
And I think me and my parents are learning from each other every single day. And I feel like that's, I feel like that's so cool too, that you're able to like create content. I don't know, like, I feel like a lot of times, like whenever a lot of us creators, like we share our content with our family and stuff, like it's like really weird because it's like our viewers and our people like know one version of us and then our family knows like that idea that they think we are I don't yes. know like it's like yes <laughs> and it's like especially because like I think I'm so outgoing online and I like I'm very much this like sort of positive essence and when I'm with my my parents sometimes I get a little like pissy teen where I'm like oh you know and they're like well where's the video you know where's video <laughs> Dylan now you know and like I, I kind of I'm like oh shit um, so it, it is really, I, I do love, um, when like a person comes up to me that follows me and we're talking and just like having a nice moment and I'm like, do I, am I the same as I am like online? And they're like, yeah. Or usually they say they're like, oh, you're a little bit more subdued or they're like, you're just a little toned down in, in not a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think all of us online, you know, we kind of turn it up a little bit. We, we have our personas, but what, what I think is important is that it doesn't stray too far from like who we are, unless we're like playing a character or, you know, doing some sort of comedy skit. Like I think what the internet wants right now is raw. They want, real humans they want i mean a lot of tiktok right now is just a lot of tea being spilled because god i feel like my entire timeline is just like the most horrendous stories (laughs) and you know secrets being you know outed and and so i kind of like to to be the positive part of that i like to keep things light you know I, i sometimes do get pretty vulnerable but the one thing i never want to like lose the the true version of myself and I want to share that every day with someone and I feel like that's what I love about your content too but just like TikTok overall I feel like it's I mean like right now like again like there's so much tea being spilled but like generally like the whole point of TikTok is just like a place you can go and just be your authentic true self like I feel like so many creators like I think of like Rod, Corporate Natalie and like so many other ones that get on there and just tell their story and just are authentic and I feel like it's such it was like founded on a space where everybody can just like go and be themselves and like really find community. And most of the ones that I've met in real life, they all, that's who they are. Like, again, they're like maybe toned down or whatever. Like we all turn up a bit, but everybody's like still that genuine. Well, I think the ones, I think the ones that aren't being true to themselves, I mean, that's going to, that's going to get old really fast because you can't keep up you know, this, this version of yourself that doesn't exist. So they're going to eventually fizzle out uh, or, you know, their followers will kind of figure that out. Um, But I think with uh, what I'm learning now with like Instagram too, is like, yeah, everyone still can enjoy like a really beautiful picture or like a very aesthetic moment. I think those, you know, all exist, but now we even see these like celebrities, like the like models, we see the Kardashians, like getting on TikTok and trying to figure out how to be relatable. <laughs> and it's, it's really fun to like, and, and I'm, I'm happy, like, I'm, I'm happy that they're doing that because there was for a while, cause I, I am an actor. I, I grew up acting my entire life. There was a little bit of shame. I think at first when I was like, started telling people like, oh, I'm a TikToker, like mm-hmm. I'm a content creator. And especially that word influencer, that word really made me like kind of uncomfy just because of the overall like view of, of what that can mean and some of the stigmas that coincide with the word influencer. But now we see all of these like mega, you know, pop stars and really successful actors getting on there and, and trying to sort of be vulnerable. And it makes me feel better about what I'm doing because I'm like, oh, okay. Like the industry isn't going to take me any less seriously because I'm on this app when Lady Gaga and Harry Styles and, you know, Beyonce, like, all, you know, everyone else is like making TikToks too, which makes me feel better. And that's so true. Cause I was talking to someone a while back and I was saying how a lot of time, like how everybody's like kind of gone away from like the preset and the perfect image and the perfect whatever to just getting on like um one of the videos that when you said gaga i thought of like how when she was in uh miami for the chromatica ball and had to get shut down because of the storm and how she just got on tiktok and instagram was like hey like 
I love you all. And I'm so sorry that I have to cancel the show. And it was just so authentic and so general. Yes. And versus like, and we feel like we actually know her because, (laughs) and that's the thing is like, I think we look at someone like Lady Gaga that is so, you know, done up and has all of these incredible uh, show showman type, you know, things to her, the dazzle of it all. And then she gets on there and just talks and you're like, oh shit, I like this girl because <laughs> she can give us both. And that's what I like. So right now, like Instagram, I'm keeping it very like, you know, great photos, turning those red carpet looks. And then TikTok, I'm like, no makeup, like <laughs> being a crazy person. Um, and I, I hope that that's like one thing too, is I think as I, you know, continue in my career and hopefully start to, um, I don't want to say shy away from content creation, but kind of enter into other ventures. You know, now I I make sure that I do make videos without my makeup or showing my facial hair and just to really maintain um, some sense of like vulnerable self. Because I think with a lot of these celebs, we see them, they're so scared to show themselves mm-hmm. without all the glam. And Lady Gaga is someone who isn't afraid to do that. Or I, And now I want, as I progress in my career, I want to always be able to to show myself vulnerable without any, you know, anything put on and just talk to, to my people to, and it's so funny. Cause like my, a lot of my followers for a long time, they felt like names behind a screen. Like I really was like, Oh my God, I don't, I couldn't conceptualize like having millions of people out there that like enjoyed me enough to want to follow my journey. And then people started coming up to me in the streets and you know, sending me these really heartfelt DMs and making me, you know, videos or knitting me sweaters. And that that's when it started to hit. But it was when Mama Tot said our Dylan and in thousands of comments was like our Dylan. That was like what hit for me where I was like, oh, my gosh, like I, I have a relationship to these people. And I think they call it like parasocial, like where it's like <laughs> you feel like you know someone. But it it feels real. And then honestly, that joy that I feel when I actually get to meet someone in real life you know, anyone that, that has been following me, it feels so good because it, I'm like, Oh God, I'm not just speaking out into the, you know, dark, the oblivion, you know, it's, it's, it feels really nice to know that I have support and that there are people there that care about me. And, uh, especially because, you know, I'm going through this huge transition and I don't feel alone. I feel like I've got, uh, there's, it's just incredible. The amount of people going, you can do this. Great job. Keep going. It's magical. And it's just like, and also just to be like that vulnerable online that you've been doing with your journey, like the hundred days and all that, just being like, Hey, this is like some of the stuff that I'm going through. Like there was like, was it, there was like, I can't remember which one I'm like blanking, but you've done so many where I'm like, Oh my gosh, like that's so open and honest. Like, and What's crazy (laughs) is that I still have so much that I don't talk about on there because I am trying to maintain like a really family friendly image right now because there are a lot of conservative people use uh, things against trans people. So I, every time I have to make a video, I'm like, okay, is there anything that I say in this that could potentially end up on Fox news? (laughs) And am I okay with that? Um, And, but what I'm really excited about is I am also going to be starting a podcast. And so, yeah. And we're, we're talking kind of like a, you know, I want to, my dream is to sort of be like an Ellen or an Oprah. I would love to have a talk show one day and be able to like really get into the nitty gritty of it all. Um, And for the longest time, I always thought I was like, okay, you're a comedian. All you can do is comedy or you, or you're a sob story and all you do is drama. And I was like, that's not, I want to do it all. I want, I love how, you know, with Oprah, like you can have a good laugh on her couch or you can also have like a, like a hysterical <laughs> cry, um, like sobbing. But I, I think having a space to dive into more of those sensitive topics and as well as I'm writing a book right now. Oh. So uh, I know, so I, I, I can't get into too much detail about it, but that's also a place where I get to talk about things that have happened this year that I wouldn't normally get to talk about on a TikTok video. And I feel like that's so, I feel like that's so true. Cause a lot of times people want to like put you in a box and be like, Oh, you have to be a comedian. You can't do serious movies. And like, we've seen so many actors and actresses who were comedians who have done like serious movies, or we've seen like people are like, you're a content creator. You can only do that. Like exactly. You can't do and I will line. even say, 
I think for queer people and for women, I think we get put into a box even more so because as like an actress, you're either the ingenue or you're the funny best friend that doesn't, you know, get the hot guy or, you know, you are, you serve a purpose to the industry for one thing. And what TikTok and social media is doing is showing that there's so many versions Mm -hmm. of us. We can be multi-hyphenate. And I think a lot of creators are realizing they're like, oh, I just want to make my own movie. I don't even want to be at the hands of someone else. Because last year I couldn't get an audition really for anything. I was non-binary going by they, them. And I, I had the hardest time finding agents. I, I was, you know, getting very few auditions. And so I, you know, that was part of it too, is I knew social media was a powerful platform to, you know, be discovered, be seen, show what you can do. And I didn't get on TikTok to like find fame or to find success. I just did it to be like, oh, let's actually show some of these people what, what I can do. And, and I think I have, and it's, it's even been cool. I think I found, first of all, I found incredible agents because of, you know, my TikTok, I've gotten to, you know, audition for some incredible projects and roles and people are even seeing my videos and then they'll, they have me in mind for, you know, oh, I'm going to write Dylan this role in something or, and that's, I think even more powerful because instead of being someone that they just plug in and you audition against, you know, thousands of other people, they already have you as that one person that they want in your mind. So I would say to anyone that wants to be an actor or even just that wants to, you know, get into the entertainment industry in some regard, start creating, throw spaghetti at the wall, get really (laughs) messy. I mean, believe it or not, Days of Girlhood was not my first TikTok venture. I tried this series called Interviewing Animals with Dylan, where I talked to animals and it did not pop off. I also, as a non-binary person, I did It's a They question of the day and where I would, you know, answer questions about the non-binary experience. And, and you know, those were just fun. Those were me trying something. And and at times, I, I hate even saying the word fail because I think that's when we start looking at the view numbers, that's mm-hmm. what we equate like failure to or success. Like, did you go viral? But the reality is that like, you can have a viral video and then you can have there. What, where do you go from there? Mm-hmm. You know, how are you going to use that new following? Like if you don't have a sustainable uh, series of content to put out, then you're a one hit wonder on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think there's power in giving people something that they can come back to day after day. And with the days of girlhood series, I never really expected it to, be a daily thing, especially for as long as I have, but and nobody had really done it before. So I, I even, for, there are ideas that haven't been thought of. And that's, what's the craziest thing to me is that I thought we would have been by now it's 2022. I was like, Oh, we've done all the ideas. There's nothing left, <laughs> but there, there, there are. And in the fact that people could come back day after day and want more is you always want to, you want to leave them wanting more. Mm-hmm. And so anyone that wants to, to do the whole content creator lifestyle or to, you know, be an actor. And I think that's what's frustrating, too, is there's a lot of actors out there who are like, I'm a good actor, but I, why do I have to now be really good at content creation, too? It's, it's so frustrating because now, you know, these producers care about following numbers. And in that, I say, don't think about that, but think about when a producer or a casting director looks you up and sees that you have something to show other than just your audition. You know, they get to see you as a human being. They get to see what you're interested in, even if it's a video of you gardening and talking about, you know, these different vegetables you're growing. That is like, that's a human experience that they can actually connect with you to. And and now, hopefully, as I get to play some really awesome roles in Hollywood, yes, they'll be seeing me as a character, but they'll know my humanity. They'll mm-hmm. know what kind of person is walking onto set. They will, they'll know what kind of character I should be embodying. And I feel like what's that's so true about with a lot of people is like, they're like, you don't want to just be like, Oh, she's a good actress. Like she can do X, Y, Z, but it's like people, people want to, people want to relate to a human. They want to know like, Oh, what is she actually like? Does she care about mental health? Does she care about this? Like, is she an actual real human? And I feel like that's one thing that like, 
things like TikTok and celebs who like I've always been a fan of celebrities who like have their own YouTube channels and like talk about like other stuff that they're interested in because it like you said it makes them more human it makes them more real right than just right like, and I th- what's so crazy too is like I think of my sort of celebrities right now that I would always want to meet a lot of them are like influencers because I I'm so invested in their lives versus for the longest time, I think we really only had actors or singers to be obsessed with, but we didn't really know that much about (laughs) them. So now actors and singers are being forced to like share things that they hadn't had to in the past. And it's so funny because um, there's like, I'm sure you've seen on your feed where like a lot of artists are like, no, are my labels making me get on TikTok and like post stuff and do this and that? And I'm like, I'm sorry, Biscuit, but <laughs> like you can't just like sit behind your like, like phone all day and just be like, new single just out, tour starts in three months. Like people want to know who you are. Like, <laughs> Yes. And I will say that it is this, the act of quantity over quality does kind of suck because I try to make really quality videos and I see other TikTokers making like seven videos a day. And I'm like, oh my God, how do they do it? And then I realized I'm like, oh, well mine, you know, I, I, I had to, I thought a lot about what was, what was the video going to be today. And I, I put a lot of energy into this one. Um, and, and so just knowing that there isn't a magical number that you have to hit or, you know, just setting a goal for yourself, I think is the most important thing. I, my goal was to get to day 100 and then reassess and I got there and now I don't make, you know, that series every single day, only when it feels good. Uh, and I, getting to now branch into other things, like I'm so excited for the day that I get to tell my followers like, hey, you won't be seeing as much of me on here because I'm shooting a movie in XYZ. But then, you know, they'll hopefully still be there you know, a, a few months after when the movie comes out, you know, like, so I think there's, there is, it's all about balance. It's about finding, you know, a crowd that, that really enjoys who you are as a person. Don't put on something to like be liked by, by more people. I, I don't think that's going to work, but yeah, it's, it's getting, I truly believe it's getting messy and it's so scary. I mean, I still, to this day, like I get, like terrified a little bit to post videos. <laughs> like I'm like, oh my, because you you just never know. Like I don't have anyone watching a video before I post it. I you're it's so singular as far as how it all works, and you just kind of have to get over it. Well, the fear gets easier. Mm-hmm. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. And I always like, it's so funny. Like I used to be that person. It's like, I don't want to post this. Like, it's so weird. It's okay. Do you make making TikToks? I do. I do. Like I do. Okay. So like, so I originally like got, yeah, I was like, (laughs) it's like, it's under my same uh, username. I'll like. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'll do like dance ones and like acting ones. And I remember I was at VidCon and like one of the workshops, like one of the girls there was like, 
one of the creators there, she was like, why are you guys so scared to post content? It's like, just post it. It's like, so what? Like, so what? Like, if everybody doesn't like, everybody's not going to like what you're doing. Like, that's fine. As long as you like it and you think it's cool, like, just post it. And after that, I was like, she's right. I'm going to go back. And so, like, I came back in our office and I started, like, posting my dance videos and stuff. And, like, I originally, like, we talked about, like, Everybody's like, oh, the views, the views, and views. And I'm like, yo, my choreography popped off. I don't need a thousand views. Like, I know it slaps. And so I literally just started posting the for people me. who are supposed <laughs> to see it are gonna exactly. see it. Exactly. Yes. Like like the like that one TikTok says, the girls that get it, get it. And the girls that don't, don't. Don't. Yes. <laughs> but I feel like another thing with it is like how a lot of people struggle with like burnout. Like when you were saying that some people are posting like seven videos a day, like I feel like a lot of times it's hard balancing. It's like, hey, can I go a day without posting because I'm tired or do I have to keep doing it? Well, then you you get, I mean, that's a scarcity complex of like, oh, if I don't post, then, you know, everyone's going to leave. I, after day 100, I went on this like crazy nature retreat in the woods where I didn't have cell service for like seven days. It was magic. Um, it was also shocking to my system because I was like, oh, I need to be making a video. But um, actually, by the time this airs, I will have just had my uh, facial feminization surgery, um, which is set for December. Yeah. And that means I'm going to be like out of commission for like, <laughs> in, like pretty much a month. And I'm so excited to kind of take that, that piece. And also because my followers will know that that's a time for me to rest and I think they'll really honor that, um, that when I come back, I'll have even more energy and new ideas because I, when you start to resent having to make a video or, or being a content creator, that's when your, your content's not going to do mm-hmm. well because you've, it's like a well, you know, you want that well to be filled with water. If, and if it's empty, you have nothing left to pull from. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times, like people be like, oh, it's like, it's Tuesday at 12. Like I have to post in like one of the creators I had on here previously, um, the Scots, I love them. Um, They were saying that they do a lot of like batch posting where they'll do like days where they'll like post videos and like save them as drafts. And then like on days where they don't feel like posting or whatever, that they'll just like put it up there. And I feel like that's one thing I try to do. Like, I feel like for me, I get creative Yeah, get a few, yes. Well, I think the problem with, with with my series was that it was a daily, like it had to be in the moment, and and that part gets frustrating because I do have friends that are like, oh yeah, we film everything on one day and then just release it like throughout the week. I'm like, I could never. But it's also asking for help, and I think you know I'm about to find somebody to help me with my social media, and and I feel really really lucky that you know it's it is now become my profession kind of which not kind of truly it is uh and so I'm just kind of riding this wave I'm trying to take every opportunity that comes to me uh because I do feel sort of like I'm in the moment like it feels like my moment Mm -hmm. um and I have to remember like this this it felt like an overnight success thing with what happened on TikTok but I had been trying my entire life to perform to share my story and so this as much as the, everyone came like in droves overnight. It was actually, it was actually me preparing my entire life for this moment. Like, and we we stand. You bless us. Like, you know, somebody, <laughs> I was like, I was looking at the like the Audrey Hepburn one that you did. The, the, I was like, what an yeah. I, I was like, what an icon. Just well, and that's so. I mean, that's eventually like when I think of what I would love to do. Like, I would love to be an Audrey Hepburn. And and I just think of what she did for the world was so positive as far as she was in iconic movies. She was a gorgeous woman, but she also did a lot of good. And I do think if I was to become Audrey Hepburn, like I'll always look back and be like, it was because of TikTok. <laughs> and it, like, tr- like how crazy that, that that's when we are in our late stages of life, like that's what we're going to look back on. And who knows what the app will be then, or if we'll be you know, in the metaverse or God, oh, I mean, you're going to have to keep me updated on, on where we're, we're headed in technology. Listen, I'm not even on be real. I'm so behind. Like I'm not on be real either, but TikTok is now trying to do like, that. Yeah. I see like every time I get on there, it's like nine out of 20. I'm like, what is the, can, that's the thing that's annoying. I'm like, can all the apps just please stay in their lane? Like, 
Everybody, please it's, do your job. It's getting crazy. Well, maybe one day we'll have some one, you know, everything in one place. Because like, it's, it's, and I feel like that's hard. Well, I don't even have Twitter anymore. I couldn't do yes. Twitter because Twitter's where all my haters are. <laughs> that's where they go to play. Because, you know, I, I just, I didn't have the time or energy to, to deal with that, with, with the negativity. And, and I even have friends who are like really big on Twitter that are constantly like, you know, their, their minds, as much as I'm like, oh, this could be a TikTok, you know, they're like, oh, that's a tweet. That's a tweet. And I'm like, oh, I do not have time to do that right I'm now. I'm screaming because no, my TikTok is literally, I mean, not my, my Twitter is literally just like my like living journal. Like you'll see things from, it's mostly fandom. So it's literally me just like live tweeting the Kardashians or TV, or it'll be like, Ugh, they're out of oat milk at Starbucks today. Like it's literally my like living journal. Like I don't th- people know that you said that people actually think about their like tweets. Like I tweet as a oh journal. Gosh. Like I just tweet yeah. whatever. Like it's not. <laughs> like there's no. I, well, maybe I need to take that up and just make it kind of like a silly, you know, thing and not put too much effort. Literally, in. yeah. Like I tell people all the time, they're like, "Oh, that like it's so funny." I'm like, people, like I'm literally just typing out things that come to mind. Like it's random chaos. There is no thought ideology behind any of those things. <laughs> But um, what I want to talk about next is, can you talk to us a little bit about your experience with New York Fashion Week? Because that was a moment. Oh that was God. a moment in time. Yes. That Okay. This was my first New York Fashion Week. I think it was wild because we are sort of, we have our dreams, right? That we want to do. And then I'm in a place now where I'm getting all these opportunities that like, I was like, was it my dream ever to like be a model in New York fashion week? Not necessarily, but like, of course I'm going to do that to like say that I did because you're told like, that's what you should want. And I'm really, really grateful for the experience because it made me like enjoy acting even more because, you know, you're backstage with all these, you know, people getting ready to walk on the runway and everyone's freaking out. And I'm like, wait, what are, why are we freaking out? We're walking. And, and, and it was, you know, there, it, there was an air, I think I got nervous because everyone else was nervous, but I had to remind myself, I was like, Dylan used to like go out on a stage and like sing and dance and do all these things. And it was, it ended up being really magical. And I look back at like the videos of me walking in, on the runway and I'm like, oh my God, like that happened fast. You, you know, and then, and I think the, that same week I got to speak at the Forbes Power Women's Summit. And I was like, well, that happened fast. <laughs> and, and is I just have to like remind myself what a surreal thing this is. And, and even I got to, I think my, my, I will say, okay, my, my highlight of fashion week was going, getting to host for Kate Spade for that, that show, because I love their I clothes I love, you know, everything about the brand. Um, it, it felt so perfect. My least favorite thing about Fashion Week was probably just how seriously everyone took themselves. Because like it would, you'd, you know, you'd walk up to an event or to a party or to a club and everyone was someone. Like it was, <laughs> it was so funny enough. I tried to go to this club um, after, after the fashion show and I, you know, I couldn't get in. I was like standing at the door Um and I'm so not one to be like, do you know who that? You know, I'm like, I'll just wait. And then this girl was like, that's Dylan Mulvaney. And she, she started going, let Dylan Stop. in, let Dylan in. And so the bouncers are like, who the hell is Dylan Mulvaney? And, but they did, they let me in. Oh, and okay. so that, that was nice. But there's like, you know, people really, they, they kind of put on their Devil Wears Prada face a little bit. So I liked the, you know, the events and the places where people were just smiling and happy to be there. And, you know, there's a lot of like discourse on TikTok about like letting influencers oh, mm-hmm. into Fashion Week. Did oh, you yeah, see all goodness. those videos? I went down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Here's the thing. I am not going to like push my way into any fashion show or event that doesn't want me there. But if a specific brand, a designer, if if a label wants a specific influencer there or is really excited to invite them, then there's no reason that that person shouldn't go just because it's fashion week and they aren't necessarily like the structure of the fashion world. Because as much as, you know, there's so much to learn for us influencers in that new world, we also can help it and we can, you know, help drive 
you know, consumers to the right brands and, and to, you know, things that we are drawn to as human beings, maybe not necessarily stylists or, you know, buyers, but we, we have our own sort of take on things. And, and I, I just hope that it doesn't, you know, inviting a few influencers doesn't take away from like the people that really need to be mm-hmm. there, um, which I think is a bigger part of the conversation. But, you know, if a brand wants me there, I'm happy to go. If, you know, if they don't, I'm not going to like, be like, ah, I need to be at that show. <laughs> and I don't, and my whole thing is like the people that are upset, I'm like, just because like an influence, that has nothing to do with you. Like, why are you upset that they're there? Like, they're not stopping you from being in the room or like holding you back. So why are you upset that? Yeah. Like if, if you're like, yeah, make some videos and get invited to the next uh, one. <laughs> you, you know, it's, it's in a lot, you know, and a lot of it too is influencers just are putting themselves out there. And some, some people do reach out to these brands say, Hey, can I come to your thing? And, and they say, yes. So if, if somebody wants to go, reach out. You, it never hurts to ask. I've been told this many times in my life. Like if you don't ask, you don't get. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've been in a place where I, I wanted something. I asked for it. And if I hadn't asked for it, I, I would have never gotten it. And so we have to be able to ask for help. We need to ask to be included in things at times. Um, and, and I think, you know, there, there is such a scarcity complex as far as who you are, what you do, why you're doing it. You know, everyone's kind of like looking for things to, for something to be wrong with you. And I, I come from a place of like abundance. I think that there's so much to go around. Um, I think this relates directly to womanhood as well. And just humanhood in general. Like if a woman says that me being a woman takes away from her womanhood, I just, I don't think that's a healthy mindset because that means that womanhood is measurable and that there, you know, it's such a glass half, you know, empty mindset. And, and if anything, I'm trying to help get more people on board to womanhood, to transhood, to the non-binary community. And, and I have to remember, especially when like other women attack me, that hurts really bad. But I remember I'm like, oh, these people are are coming from a place of scarcity and, and they are not fulfilled themselves and that's why they're taking it out on me yeah because i feel like a lot of times like whenever like people are attacking someone i'm like oh one of the things like i always say is like this has nothing to do with who they're attacking this is all their doubts or they're just projecting on that person so it's like oh so it's like okay this is clearly a you problem (laughs) so i'm gonna go over here and keep spreading my positivity you have fun over here in your dark cloud I think me and you are very similar. Um, because it's just like, when people are like, you're whatever. It's like, okay, you clearly don't know me, first of all. Second of all, that makes no sense. Um, third of all, let's do some soul searching with you. You work on that. Like, I'm good over here. Well, hey, I've been in therapy for like three years now. And I always think the people that need it most are the ones that aren't <laughs> in therapy. Uh <laughs> So I'm working through my demons. I know I've got a lot of shortcomings and we're in repair mode. <laughs> exactly. Like, please, I, I'm, I'm doing the work. <laughs> you do yours, please. Thank you. Yes. And to wrap up, so we've talked about acting and all that. For those listening who are like, Dylan, love this, love your journey, but like, I want to be an actor. I want to do this. I want to content create, but I'm scared or I don't know where to start. Like what advice do you have for them on just like getting started with like creating content or just being themselves, honestly? Okay. I have a lot of friends that now, you know, ask me to help set them up or, you know, get them in some doors. And, you know, we, I had huge dreams. Like I've always had these, I always wanted a talk show. I always wanted to be that, you know, star in a movie, but it, that part, that takes so many steps. And I think we're all kind of embarrassed about those initial steps because they don't feel big enough. Or for me, it was like getting into acting class. Or for me, it was like, you know, putting a song of me singing on YouTube and letting, like, just because that wasn't me performing in a concert in front of 50,000 people, that was like one step closer to getting me where I want to go. And I think there's a little bit of shame in like, you know, some of the baby steps because it's like, oh, this is kind of embarrassing. Like this is so cringe or, you know, I I'm better than this. And you have to, 
you cannot have an ego and get to to where you want to be because that's actually what's standing in your way because the way you'll get there is through humility and getting things wrong and getting messy and and really like let yourself do that unpaid short film that you found on Craigslist <laughs> because that's an opportunity to act you know just because it's not some giant Netflix show does not mean that it doesn't have worth and that it's going to help you meet somebody on that set that's going to take you somewhere else and that's I think what's wild too is I'm now watching people that I met years ago you know in the industry that you know we had a pleasant experience together and nothing came from it now I'm you know they're reaching out to work together and and these were all people that in the moment I didn't necessarily get work from and now I am. And so you don't want to burn mm, any bridges. Part. Do not come off cocky. And that's another thing is that I think the whole like diva mindset of like being, you know, a Naomi Campbell moment, like I think those days are limited because you can be really talented, you can be really beautiful, you can have the best voice in the world, you can be the best actress, but if you're a pain to work with, it's just it, it doesn't it doesn't go well anymore because it, it, you know we we have so many humans in this world and we're finding more every single day on apps like TikTok that are so deserving and and loving and have so much to offer that the divas are are kind of like obsolete. Like yeah, we don't have time. Yeah, like <clears throat> I think of somebody saying the other day they're like people will always like hire somebody who might be less talented and has a better attitude than like that diva or that person who is like the voice yeah. of the generation because people want nice people to work with and the industry is small mm-hmm. i always tell people that the industry is so small when I, I and i think it's important to know your worth and know what you deserve but to also you know go into a space and not have an overly high expectation because i, I like to be pleasantly surprised rather than let down and i think like i've gotten some gigs now where they like like, can I get you a water here? Please sit here. And I'm like, no, no, I'm going to go get, you know, it's, it's just being a, a human being because we're all, you know, figuring it out and we have to see each other as equals, especially, you know, in, in the fields that we're in. I mean, you get to talk to a lot of really cool, special people. And, and I think it would make me so sad if, if one of those people like thought that they were better than any of us, you know, it's, it's, I just don't think, um, there's power in, I think the ego, I actually call it my ego tapeworm therapy <laughs> because it like feeds off of things. Like, you know, for a long time I would look at my likes or, and that would like give me, you know, some sort of boost or, and, but the, that is so, um, there's, there's really nothing fulfilling that comes from, from mm-hmm. that. Like I always tell people, I'm like, that app can die like, in an hour and like whatever. So it's like, you can't go based off, like you can't post because you want a viral moment or you can't whatever, because you want, like you have to do, like if you like a post, if you like a picture, if you like content, like post it, do it. Like at the end of the day, you have to go home with you. So it's like, you need to do what you like. like. And also I think like when I hear a lot of kids now saying that they want to be influencers and my advice to them is like, get really good at something else. Like, you know, play the piano or learn to sing or, you know, learn a different language or you know, just anything. Because like you said, if say the app went away, like I still have talents that can, you know, get me work or, you know, are interesting to the world. But if you're just trying to go viral, that that's not really an actual yeah. skill. It's, it's very, um, limiting. Yeah, it's like, what are you going to do after that? Like, okay, cool. Like your video of you, teaching a goat to tap dance went viral. Like, cool. Are you going to now, how are you going to keep that audience? Are you going to like, well, yeah, I, I would say to them, learn how to tap dance. Yeah. Be like, don't teach the goat how to tap dance. Teach yourself. I'm dead. But, but Dylan, thank you so much. Like uh, you dropped so many gems and we just love having you. Here. Oh my God. Thank you for letting me talk your ear uh, off. We love having you here. And, and I hope we see each other at the next fashion week. If you're in yeah. town. And, and we'll see who knows if I, I can even live through another one. I'm still recuperating. Um, but I, I just wish you, Oh, like, Hey, what's your um, New Year's resolution? Oh my goodness. How did I forget? Okay. I feel like I keep doing the same one every year for 2022. It was like, um, to live bolder and like live outside the boundaries, but I want to keep fine tuning that. Cause I feel like 
2022, I did a whole bunch of just like stuff out of my comfort zone. And I used to be like, oh, I'm not ready. I'll do that when I have X, Y, and Z. And I was just like, you know what? I have to just do it and like, I'll figure it as I go. So I want to just like keep that energy going where it's like, just say yes and just do it and like figure it out as you go. Like stop waiting for the perfect time because there is no such thing as the perfect time. What about yours? Absolutely. Mine is, I love that by the way. I, mine is to put out less content, but the content that I put out to be even better quality um, and make really meaningful, creative endeavors. And to also, since this year has been so much about building my platform and, and really like throwing myself into the industry, I think next year or, or now 2023, now that we're here, will be sort of about like filling up the rest part, the rest of my life with family, friends, relationships, um, you know, homes, you know, just like making, making the other areas of my life that I didn't put a lot of um, effort into (laughs) through the craziness, not, you know, I'm really trying to keep it all up, but I want to kind of re-engage with the other parts of my life. I'm here for that. Like when you said that I pictured you having like an HGTV show where we're like, Designed by Dylan, oh. and I'm just like seeing it. Yes, it just bring me on the show. That's what I saw. I, I, I'm bringing you on, baby, and we're gonna have a farm in the backyard and a gorgeous partner and a baby on the way. I can't I wait. This. I'm manifesting all of this for you, putting it in the air. <laughs> thank you. Oh, I adore you, you, Colin, so and thank you so much yes. for having me. Wow, how great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino. Executive produced by Chris Aaron and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 